blockchain technology is becoming an eventual element which could disrupt every industry around the world just like artificial intelligence wildly known for its ability to store information in a transparent and immutable ledger blockchain offers businesses a higher level of precision welcome to another episode of the lex insight podcast and i remain your host courage last episode was a brief talk about legal practice management software and review of available softwares on this episode i will be talking about blockchain what it is the structure and its applicability in the legal profession and because of how wide and deep the topic is it will be a series of which this is obviously the first so stay connected after the short break as i go right into it thank you welcome back so it is good you know that legal industries are looking to revolutionize their operations with the distributed ledger technology so by storing and validating various records of transactions legal firms will be able to maintain an accurate chain of custody and including other legitimate activities on the blockchain currently all lawyers are buried under the mountain of excessive paperwork thus keeping the historical record of cases is a challenging task for every legal advisor however blockchain has the potential to disrupt the legal industry as it is doing currently and there's a global legal blockchain consortium which seeks to adopt decentralization in the business of law so what is blockchain simply put it is a system of recording information in a way that makes it difficult or impossible to hack cheat or change the information in the system it is essentially a digital ledger of transactions that is distributed and duplicated across various network of computer systems on the chain ultimately it means that if a block is to be changed it would obviously be visible that it had been tampered with apparently hackers would have to change every block in that chain to corrupt that blockchain. So what are the core components of a blockchain? They include number one, node. Now this is the user or computer in the system. Then the next is a transaction. The transaction is the smallest building block of the system. Next is a block. This is a data structure used for keeping a set of transactions that is distributed to all nodes, that is to all users. Now, the blocks on the blockchain consist of various pieces of information in digital form. Now, blocks perform the following basic functions. Number one, blocks store information about the parties in the transaction using their digital signature, just like a username. Secondly, blocks also store the transactional information of the parties, like time, date, and the currency amounts of their purchases. Finally, blocks have unique information that distinguishes them from other blocks. Now, this unique feature is made up of cryptographic codes created by unusual algorithms called a hash. Now, the next component is a chain. Now, this comprises of a series of blocks that is in a specific order. The next is miners. Now, these are the nodes or the users that perform the block verification processes. Then finally, the last component is consensus. Of course, the blockchain operations are governed by a set of rules and arrangements. 
So those are the core components of a blockchain. Now we'll continue to the next segment. In 2017, PwC revealed that 70% of surveyed law firms would utilize smart contracts for transactional legal services. Following this particular survey analysis, 41% will use blockchain for transactional legal services, while 21% for business support and lastly 31% for providing high-value legal services. So the transparent and immutable secure nature of the blockchain will allow lawyers to record and solve various types of legal matters, from property records to court records, change of custody, funds transfer, legal opinions and contracts, etc. There can be a wide range of legal-based activities in the legal industry. Blockchain could be used in various ways in the legal industry, including intellectual property rights, in smart contracts, land registry, litigation and settlement, and of course, financial transactions. So I'll be giving some instances to illustrate the use of blockchain in the legal industry. And the first is smart contracts. So usually, drafting contracts for it to become a legally binding agreement is quite time-consuming plus attaching physical signatures which makes it prone to human errors. Blockchain could be utilized to eliminate these errors by creating a contract which can automatically execute when specific requirements are met, thereby making it transparent and reducing the cost and securing of legal agreements. So how are these legal documents? transform into smart contracts. So I'm just going to mention some user personnel, that is the nodes that are involved in the legal document to the blockchain. So the first is the parties. Now of course these are the individuals that are involved in the legal issue. Then the next is lawyers, those who handle the legal issues and create the contracts. And then finally the signing authority, the person who approves the contract that have been defined by the lawyer. So here's how smart legal contracts could be created on the blockchain. Firstly, the users sign up to the platform. So every user or every node, including the lawyers, the parties and the signing authority, register to the platform with government-approved identification documents and other essential information. For example, the lawyers sign up to the blockchain-based platform with their ID proof, their proof of work experience and company's name or firm's name, if any. Then after getting approval from the committee of admins, an authorized signatory is on board to the blockchain-based platform. Then next, the parties then create a digital contract and then the lawyers validate it. After the terms and conditions of the contract are finalized, the lawyers get a notification. Then they have to validate the legal agreement by ensuring that it adheres to the laws and regulations guiding that particular contract. Now the next is that the signing authorities will sign the legal contract. So the contract is then sent to the involved parties to seek approval, that is after the lawyers have validated the legal agreement and then ask if any change is required. The lawyers send the finalized contract to the signing authority who has the powers to commit the authorized organization to a binding agreement. Finally, the contracts are moved to the blockchain. So once the signing authority signs the legal agreement, it is transformed into smart contracts and deployed on the blockchain. Smart contracts can automate the legal operations to get rid of the legal issues and the involvement of lawyers and the contract to be executed once the specific conditions are met. So another instance, another illustration is in intellectual property. 
Now, of course, tons of applications are filed daily for IP or to get patents, and they have to undergo a manual review, which is very time-consuming and thus becomes challenging to examine who created a particular intellectual property first. Blockchain is useful and can disrupt the handling of patents and trademarks by reducing approval wait times and required resources. You can read further to have an in-depth understanding of the blockchain implementation in intellectual property rights. Now, who are the nodes or users that are involved in these blockchain-based solutions for IP management? Now, we have the content creators, include the authors, artists, photographers, designers, software developers, musicians, writers, and anyone who is the owner of the original data. The next is the content consumers, that those who are willing to consume the digital content and support the content creators at work. Then finally, we have the copyright entities who are the lawyers. Now, though these people are the ones that are committed to protecting the intellectual property of the content creators. So here's how the blockchain-based solution for IP management could work. Now, content creators sign up into the platform just like the former one then those who want their creative work patented who are the content creators they have to sign up to the blockchain based platform for intellectual property management and to upload intellectual property on the blockchain now they sign up with the following information including their names uh, contact information address date of birth and the designation since the personal information will be stored on the blockchain there is no chance of data disclosure without the user's consent then next the content creators then upload their IP on the blockchain network. After signing up to the platform successfully, the next step is to add an intellectual property for which a patent application needs to be filed. The content creators can upload the information related to IP on the blockchain network. While adding intellectual property to the blockchain, a content creator needs to enter the following information, that is the title, the name of the author, the name of the owner, classification that is the category, the keywords and then an abstract. After inputting the above information, a content creator can upload their intellectual property. Saving it on the blockchain enables traceability and auditability to prevent data from manipulation or replication. So once the intellectual property is added to the blockchain, it can be made visible to all other members of the network without the possibility of alteration. So then, the content consumers that are willing to utilize the digital content would also have to register to the platform before accessing this particular content. They would sign up to the platform in the similar way to the content creators the similar details. Then once the profile is created, the content consumers can request the creators to utilize the digital content for a specific purpose. Now before a creator approves the request. The smart contract would only enable consumers to assess the details like the name of the owner, ratings of the IP, and then the abstract. Content consumers would have to pay fees in specific tokens or fiat money to consume the entire original information published by the content creator. After the creator approves the request, an NDA non-disclosure agreement is signed between them and the content consumers. 
The agreement is then stored on the blockchain to ensure that the consumer agrees to the terms and conditions and to eliminate the need for maintaining paper files. Then finally, copyright entities, that is the lawyers, solving the dispute with the help of blockchain. Whether a user wants to establish proof of the authorship or share confidential information with partners, transfer IP rights or decide to make a defensive publication, copyright entities can help solve various types of disputes with the help of the blockchain. Imagine someone has used one line from the poet's poem as a new slogan for their company without the creator's consent. A few months later, the poem's creator reads an advertisement and finds a line written by him. Then he decides to approach that company. If the organization claims the line as the new creation, the content creator may consult the lawyer. Now, instead of fixing the appointment with a lawyer, they can provide lawyers the access to the original publication that has been stored on the blockchain. Now, due to the potential of blockchain to save time-stamped and auditable records, a lawyer can then quickly prove whether an organization is falsifying or not. Now, going to the next, we have another illustration which is chain of custody. Now, collecting evidence is important in any investigation process. Thus, for those long-lasting cases, Validating findings and proper documentation is essential in order for the legal authorities to locate the vital information whenever required. Now, chain of custody documentation provides information about the collection, storage, transportation, and handling of electronic evidence. Now, blockchain brings auditability and traceability to the system by enabling timestamp cryptographic records. So who are the user personnel that, that can be involved in chain of custody documentation? We have firstly the evidence collector or the crime scene specialist who collects the evidence from the exact location where the incident occurred. Then we have the digital forensic specialist who uncovers the information related to the collected data. Then finally we have the evidence custodian who stores the evidence documents and access to it and making it prepared to be testified or to be used in court. Now how could blockchain allow chain of custody to work? Now first of all, the evidence collector gathers the evidence and uploads it to the blockchain network. So a crime scene specialist or evidence collector visits the crime area to pick the pieces of evidence. They look out for the evidence and store the related information in the blockchain. While adding the proof to the blockchain, an evidence collector could enter the following information which is type of evidence, whether it's a physical, digital, personal, scientific relationship or personal evidence, where was it collected, that is the exact location, when was it found, how was it collected. So unlike the centralized way to store the data in the single location, information about evidence can be distributed across every node in the network to remove the possibility of single point of failure. Now due to the immutable and auditable characteristic of the blockchain, it is impossible for anyone to alter the ledger, just like I earlier said. So therefore, storing information for a long time cannot affect the historical records. Now what happens next is that the digital forensic specialist can quickly uncover the information. So forensic experts analyze the pieces of evidence that have been provided by the crime scene specialist and accordingly, they prepare reports which can help in solving the legal issues. After coming up with the specific statistics and information, 
they can save the forensic report on the blockchain. Every member within the network can access the report without being able to modify or tamper it. Then evidence custodians would no more have to wait for evidence collectors or forensic specialists to provide information. Instead, they can directly submit their queries via APIs and get the required information with the help of smart contracts. With blockchain, the time to prepare the documentation will be reduced. Also, that traceability feature would allow the jury to or the judges to reach a verdict quickly by tracing back the timestamps and real-time records of the information. So, blockchain can strengthen the credibility of forensic practice areas which are currently emphasized on paper-based evidence logs and handwritten notes. So that will be all for this particular episode. Our next episode will be viewing other instances and benefits and more about the blockchain and its applicability in the legal industry. Thanks for staying tuned. You can send your reviews, your comments, observations or questions. Thank you and God bless you. Bye.